Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're beginning chapter 3 of the Gospel of Mark. We ended chapter 2 last week with the Pharisees challenging Jesus on the Sabbath. Well, chapter 3 opens still on the Sabbath and with more hard lessons for the Pharisees about trying to embarrass the Son of God and their utter misunderstanding about the important things in the Word of God. The obvious application for us today, don't be a Pharisee. And another one might be, don't misunderstand the Bible to be just a bunch of rules. Pastor Jim will have even more for us this week as you listen in on today's slice of the message entitled, Lawful Use of the Sabbath. And, and I say this man was the surprised subject because there's no indication that he had any idea that this was going to happen. In that culture, he probably kept his withered hand hidden. He probably wore a glove or kept it under a coat or, or whatever. He, he certainly didn't go around showing it off. And to be sure, uh, he may have wondered if the hand could be healed. He, he may have wondered if Jesus knew about it. He, he may have been praying for the opportunity to get to Jesus to see about being healed, because surely he would have known about him. Well, there's some interesting things. When you, again, when you harmonize Matthew and Mark and Luke, you get the sense that Jesus was in the middle of teaching when he suddenly called this guy to come up front in front of all the rest of the people there. Now, it's also interesting. Apparently, Jesus let the guy stand there. Left him hanging for a while while in front of everyone he's not knowing what's going to happen. And this next little conversation takes place. It's the strained situation, strained because of the shameless pies. Now we have a surprised subject, not knowing what's going to happen, standing up in front of everybody. And that leads us to the shameful silence. Look at verse 4. And he said to them, Is it lawful to do good? or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save a life, or to kill. But they kept silent. Now there's some things here I want to flesh out for you. Again, we want the fullest picture, so we're going to harmonize Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Why am I omitting John? He didn't mention this, in, this incident. Okay, so we have three records of this so we have to put together. Um, we don't know for sure what Jesus was teaching that morning in the synagogue. We do know... Interestingly, it was the Pharisees who first brought up the subject of healing on the Sabbath. Now, it might be that they interrupted Jesus. It might be that they spoke to Jesus about this before he began teaching. But look what Matthew says in his record. It's over in Matthew chapter 10. And he says this at, at verse uh, uh, sorry, Matthew, Matthew chapter 12, starting at verse 10. And, and a man was there whose hand was withered. Okay, that's, that matches Mark 3.1. And, 
And they questioned Jesus, asking, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they might accuse him. So we understand it was the Pharisees who first asked Jesus, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And Jesus responded with something that only Matthew includes. Interesting. Read on Matthew 12, verses 10 through 12. Uh, He continues and said, He said to them, What man is there among you who has a sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? So then, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Now, lifting a sheep out of a pit would break, I don't know how many of the rules of what the rabbis and the Pharisees had come up with for things you can't do on the Sabbath. But he also knew that they gave themselves a pass if it was rescuing their precious property on the Sabbath. So that means that when Jesus said what we read in Mark 3, 4, is it lawful to do good or harm on the Sabbath to save a life or to kill, he was actually repeating back to them the question that they had asked, and he slightly reworded it. He was doing this to show how utterly absurd the question was. You see, the way the Pharisees asked the question, they made it a legal question. Is it within the rules? Remember I described them last time as their spiritual costume should have been uh, striped shirts and they should have had yellow flags that they'd go throwing foul, calling fouls on on people all the time. That's how they thought. Uh Uh-oh, you stepped on the line. You're out. Well, they made it a legal question set against the backdrop of their massive load of these onerous do's and don'ts about the Sabbath. The way Jesus answered the question, he showed it was really a moral question. What's good to do? Now, there's absolutely nothing in the law of God that prohibits doing good on the Sabbath. Nothing in the law of God that prohibits healing on the Sabbath. So do you see that when the Pharisees said lawful and when Jesus said lawful, they were using totally different definitions of the word lawful. Jesus rightly spoke of what the law of God actually said. The Pharisees defined lawful in terms of what they had made up, their man-made add-ons to the law of God, which had the effect of burying the law of God so you couldn't even see it. They nullified the law of God. Now, you could have a similar issue today. Here's a a free sidebar application for you. If you were to sit down with friends or neighbors or family members who are part of the Roman Catholic Church and you start talking about uh, what God says and all of that, you're going to encounter a fairly similar situation. Jesus said lawful based solely on the Word of God. The Pharisees said, lawful based upon the Word of God and everything they added to it, which ended up contradicting the Word of God. If you talk to um, someone who's a member of the Roman Catholic Church, they're going to be 
honestly, genuinely interpreting your questions in light of what the Scripture says, plus the full magisterium of the Roman Catholic Church, all the things that they have added to it, because you believe correctly that you and I and we at Heritage Bible Church and every church in the world is directly responsible to the authority of the Word of God. They believe that the Word of God is a possession of the Roman Catholic Church. They determine what's in it, what's not in it. They determine what it says. They and only they can interpret it, and their interpretations can change, but they have a whole bunch of accretions added onto it. So understand, you've got to recognize what is the authority. Remember the, the, the number one issue of the Protestant Reformation? Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone is the authority. That leads to grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. Now, there's something else lurking below the surface here that I want you to see. Remember from last week, among those ridiculous Sabbath rules that they had, thousands of I gave you several of them. Do you remember this one? They said, if a person became ill on the Sabbath... Only enough treatment could be given to keep him alive. Treatment to make him improve was declared to be work and therefore forbidden. To determine just how much food, medicine, or bandaging would be necessary to keep a person alive. But no more! What a ridiculous, impossible burden that would be. And that's the way they thought. It was that convoluted. Now, here's an interesting thing. Jesus presented a situation they didn't have a rule for. Because there was no rule about healing on the Sabbath. Now, if a person was, you, you, could, you could just keep them alive. You couldn't make them better. And then after sundown, you could work on, on making them better. But there's a very good reason why they didn't have a, reason, why they didn't have a, a rule about healing. There had never been a healer in Israel. Before Jesus, no one did anything resembling what he did. Now, God did miracles here and there. God even raised the dead, but nobody did what Jesus did. So you can see their thinking. They're probably thinking that, well, it is the logical logical extension of our rule. They forgot to say our absurd rule against making a sick person better, the logical extension of that would be that healing should be prohibited as well. So they didn't think in terms of compassion or goodness. Only the rules. And can we throw a flag and call a foul? Now, what I want you to see is that Jesus knew exactly what He was doing. He always knew what He was doing. But you can see it here for a special reason. This man's withered hand, it must have looked grotesque, must have made you sad to see it, but that was not a life-threatening situation. Healing him could easily have been postponed until after sundown, so the Sabbath was over. It could have been postponed until the next day or, or later. So that's why this exchange went the way it did. The Pharisees come in and they can put on their scholarly voice and they can look, you know, look all significant in their own eyes and they say, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And Jesus said, 
Would you rescue your sheep that fell in the pit on the Sabbath? Of course you would. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.